Okay, I'm recording right now. I didn't dress up. I'm not, it's not going to show your face. Oh, good. Yeah, get your chain out. Yeah, I feel like that was a breach of privacy that I didn't know the first second was going to be recorded. No, that part was not recorded. Okay, good. And no one's going to even see this. They'll just hear it anyway. Um, are you feeling spunky? Well, I got my drink for your request. My caffeinated beverage to make me feel spunky. I, I know I get more spunky in the nighttime. I know. That's why when you said like uh, 10.30 to 1.30, I was kind of like, I, I'm not feeling super spunky either. Not that I've ever have felt super spunky. I don't think I've ever seen me spunky. But I didn't go to bed till like midnight last night, so. I didn't go to bed till 2 a.m. And I know that you didn't either because we were texting. <laughs> no, it's 2 a.m. your time. That's no, it, 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 it did wake up at like 9, though, so. Yeah, unlike you, I, I I am in my bed now, but I have been out of my bed for like six hours. <laughs> Is Graham taking a nap? No, he's at Pickett's. Oh, nice. Um, so I put a lot of pressure on me for this episode because in Mason's episode, I said, stay tuned for next week because I'm going to be talking with Brayden, who's my favorite brother and best friend. Wow. And we have a lot of good stories together. Wow. And so I know people are going to be expecting kind of big things. Oh my gosh. There's going to be like 15 people watching now. Oh, you know, I have an estimated audience of 90 people. Really? Yeah. Jeez. I don't even know 90 people. I don't either. (laughs) But I, and I've had people who I didn't send it to who will text me and be like, you're the funniest person I've ever met. And I love you. Wow, do they, they really say they love you? <laughs> no. <laughs> and I am in love with you. And you're the best person I've ever met. You, you need to talk to my son. He needs to learn to be like you. <laughs> no, but I, yeah, I get the analytics and it's so fun. It is fun. We've always been into analytics. I love that analytics. That describes us. We're, we're just, we are analytical people. <laughs> I actually am an over-analyzer. Like, you know how I get if I have to make a decision. That's true. Like, you get one email, and, like, before you even read it, you're just tripping. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I can – I think I know – I think I know what this is going to be about. Like, I'm not even going to open it right now. Like, I'm going to open it after lunch. Like, oh, my gosh. Actually, never mind. I'm just going to delete it. <laughs> That's what I send – I'll tell Perry. You know, he'll have a lot of emails. I'm like, hey, just delete them. And if it's important, they'll email you again. I have seen you in broad daylight get – a voicemail and swipe left and delete it before listening to it. <laughs> like that person could have been saying, Hey, I am actually, I have just decided to send some random person a million dollars and you just have to quickly call me back in the next five minutes and you deleted it. There is not one person I know of who would call, leave me a voicemail and make that offer. Yeah. But knowing you, you, you have literally, been kind of waiting for that phone call. I know you, you, you are the type of person that think that phone call might come. Yeah, but I know it will be an email and so. That's true, or a letter. <laughs> or a letter, certified mail. If anything, it's gonna be someone calling me asking for a million dollars. That's true. And to punch me in the throat or something like that. So, so when you were ordering your, your Steven podcast um, bling, or not bling, but swag, like the hat, my merchandise. You just decided to buy one hat. Just one. Well, I need to. I need to test to see 
Like yeah. this. You know, I wear a hat every day. I would love to wear that hat. I know you would look cool. And this is a cool color too. I know. I thought I, I just assumed you could have saved money if you bought bulk, like at least five or six. I, I could actually, but for those of you guys who are listening and can't see us, are you copying me? <laughs> I was, I was copying you. I'm wearing a, I have a yellow Steven hat. It's my merchandise. It just says Steven on it. That's what we're talking about right now. You got to remember we're talking to an audience of at least 90 people. Yeah, I'm getting nervous. And I'm guessing at least five of them are not family members. Wow. Yeah. You haven't heard, you haven't heard my podcast about Mason, but I kind of just talk about his characteristics. And so I thought I would say some of yours. And well, then this is going to be either really complimentary or really insulting. <laughs> well, just correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. So Brayden is, he's my younger brother. He's two years, almost exactly two years younger than me. He's one of the funniest people I've ever met. He's super skinny. <laughs> You're all correct so far. <laughs> <laughs> I thought of that this morning. I'm like, I wonder if he would uh, say anything if I said that. This has all been true so far. Verified. <laughs> he has an amazing beard. Uh, this is really hard for me to say, like, not even necessarily nice things, but just like true things. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that's true. Well, I was going to say, like, yeah, you're my, you're my funniest, you're the funniest person I've ever met. And I don't like, complimenting people i know i'm i can i have this recording afterward yeah you can, it's like my heart is literally beating so fast right now having to say something nice having to say something about someone to them <laughs> and not just the audience my whole life i've been trying to like i've been trying to weasel devin into complimenting me like i'm trying to think of an example like like let's say let's say for example our mom when we're kids Let's say our mom says, hey, I need someone strong to help me lift this into another room. Devin would be like, oh, Braden can do that. And I would be like, why? Why not you? Why me? Just to try and get him to say, because you're strong. So that I could, and then I would tease him. I'd be like, okay, I was recording that, by the way. And he'd say, you better delete that or I'm going to kill you. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, you, would do, you would do more than that. You would try to get me to show that I cared about you. And one time you literally got on the outside of the balcony of our house yeah. and pretended to jump off. And I had to say, get off of there, Brayden, <laughs> because you love to see that I cared about you. Yeah, I, I do that to my son now and, and it just makes him cry. <laughs> I know, now I'm going to push you off of the balcony. Well, keep going. Well, I, that's Put really good. Funny, I didn't say strong. You are, you are strong. You used to be really strong. I actually was looking through old photos to try to get in. I did two things to try to get into like the right mindset. Because when I sit down and write episodes, I'll, I'll listen to music. It like helps me focus. And for this, I listened to John Mayer, like the whole Battle Studies album. And also Shania Twain. Man, I feel like a woman. Oh my gosh, I feel like the biggest woman right now. That's like the definition of spunkiness, is that song. She, oh, her music video, she's the spunkiest little lady. Yeah, I love Shania. Yeah, do you remember dad and his truck would blast Shania Twain? Which is so funny because that is just not like him. That's like so uncharacteristic for dad, but it stuck with us and, and, and really meant a lot. Oh yeah, and, and Shaggy too. We would be... 
we would be, uh, when our house was being built, we'd pull into that a lot. And like Tanner Yarrow, Matt Bergman, all are like friends were always in there and he would get mad and like speed up and say, get off my lot. And he's like, Mr. Bombastic by Shaggy is like blasting. <laughs> Laffy Taffy. We're just all dancing to Laffy Taffy. <laughs> no. So there's a song called, um, who's it by D4L called Bobblehead. <laughs> I, <laughs> I had on my iPod when I was like 10. I had no idea what it meant. It's bad for those guys who don't know. And dad was like, just who put this on the iPod? And I'm like, whoa, not me. <laughs> yeah, we're like, uh, why? He yeah. like starts reading the lyrics. We're like, yeah, dad, but we don't really pay attention to the lyrics. I don't know what that means. That's so just so <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish you knew the pressure I felt trying to like prepare for this. I wish you knew the pressure I felt because I know that this is your livelihood. It is my livelihood. I might ruin it. No, I actually was worried because I'm, I think people might like you a lot more than they like me. Yeah, I already ordered my podcast equipment. I know. And you have so much more money. I know your podcasting equipment is going to make you sound so cool. You're screwed. I, I did try to Google how to make your voice sound while talking to a camera. And... I don't think I'm going to be able to do it correctly. I think I've already done it wrong. I'm already sipping on a drink and people can probably hear me swallowing. Oh, so I didn't notice, but I'll re-listen to my episodes and I'll do weird mouth noises or like do a big gulp. I'm like, I I do the stupidest little things and I don't pay attention to it. That's funny because I haven't noticed and I usually would. Thank goodness. Then forget I said anything. (sighs) Forgotten. I, I tried thinking of some fun stories when you were a little kid and I, I kept thinking, cause it's hard to go back 20 years in my memory bank. Yeah, right. You have the best memory on the planet. Long-term memory. I do have good memory. Short-term, terrible. Yeah. But I kept thinking about how when you were a kid and mom would say like, mom started it and then everyone else kind of bullied you about it, that you don't use common sense. Yeah, she would. She was so rude. You tell everyone that I was going to go to jail when I grew up. Oh, yeah. Like, as a little kid, I'm afraid Brayden's going to go to jail. <laughs> but then she whispered to me that I was her favorite, and I knew that, it was, that she was telling the truth. I legitimately believe she was telling the truth <laughs> to this day. But she gave me her kidney, so not you. That's true. Yeah, she would tell me that I don't use common sense, and Dad would tell me that I broke everything I touched. Still, to this day, if I accidentally break something, I could touch a a hundred thousand things in a row and not breaking not break any of them. And then I touch, and then on the hundred thousandth and one thing I touch, it breaks. Gary will be like, yeah, you break everything you touch. And everyone will be like, yeah, screw you, Braden. We hate you. <laughs> I distinctly remember the, like, like the first time he said, you break everything you touch. And it was in the kitchen. You broke like where we hang the towels. Yeah. You broke that off. And he's like, ah, you just, you're a tornado. You break everything you touch. It's true. You break everything. And honestly, I think I broke that thing like four or five times. (laughs) No, what you would do as a kid, you would break something without someone knowing and you would like barely put it together. So it didn't look broken. And I would come and pick it up like a vase and it would shatter into a million pieces. And you're like, Devin. (laughs) Yeah. That's like, that's like the story of my entire life, putting things together so delicately to where they look like they're really put together but if someone touched it it would all crumble apart that's like what i've done in every aspect of my life (laughs) that's kind of how i am emotionally and spiritually i'm just like barely there 
if I get one email, I shatter into a million pieces. But from the outside, everyone sees me. I was like, oh yeah, that thing is put together perfectly. <laughs> I was trying to think of how I could describe you to people who don't know you. And I just thought you're like a big dog who may come into a small room and tip a bunch of stuff over and break it, but then sit on your lap and like lick your face so you don't care. <laughs> yeah, that was really sweet. Thank what you. kind of dog? Yeah, nobody knows dog breeds anyway. I know. I, I can't. The only dog we know is a doodle. You're a doodle? No, that's a doodle poodle. That's the only type of dog anyone has now. Oh, what kind of dog is that? Uh, it's a brutal doodle. <laughs> uh, it's a schnitzer doodle. It's a Name <laughs> one dog breed that doesn't have oodle in it. German Shepherd. German doodle. You know what I don't like and is a little condescending? People who who just like will be like, what kind of dog do you have? Oh, I have a Schatz hound. And I'm like, okay, don't talk to me like I know every dog breed. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. No one actually knows dog breeds. Like it's a big dog. I get it. It's really cute. But don't tell me that it's an Australian, it's an Australian Swiss doodle. Like <laughs> I don't and know. It's hypoallergenic and doesn't shed. <laughs> yeah. And they actually come potty trained. How do you make a dog hypoallergenic and not shed because I need that for myself. <laughs> I right. struggle with lice. I struggle with lice and I just want to get that out there. I feel like everyone's thinking it. You do not struggle with lice. But it's dandruff and I don't know what to do. If any of our listeners have recommendations, I've tried everything. <laughs> I doubt you've tried everything. I bet you've tried one thing and it didn't work <laughs> and you gave up. That's true. I've thought about trying everything. I will look down at my desk at the end of like a long work day. So I've been in there for 45 minutes to an hour and my desk just like, yeah, skin flake here, skin flake there. I'm like, where's this coming from? It makes me hate myself, honestly. So <laughs> gross. It's something I'm very self-conscious about. Uh, too. Like someone will come behind me and like start scratching my head. I'm like, please stop right now. Stop <laughs> right now before we have to address what's falling out of my hair. <laughs> you don't know what you're in for. What's funny is like, who's coming up to scratch your head? Multiple people. I'm serious. It's happened multiple times. I won't, I won't call people out by name because I don't want them to feel bad. But people have been known to come and start scratching my head. Well, I remember shaving your head and seeing it. It was like worse than me. It, was, it made me feel a little bit better about myself. Yeah, you were not nice about it. I what? You were not nice about it. And, and you're the one that forced me to shave my head and shave my beard. And then you teased me for my dandruff. And I felt naked and afraid and lonely. I don't think I could be ever be naked and afraid. I could only be naked. Could you ever go on the show naked and afraid? Yes, but they'd have to change it to naked and excited. <laughs> and they would, they would have to buy a new blurring program software <laughs> to, ex to have a longer blurring <laughs> feature. You know, like our Nana listens to this. Oh yeah. Sorry. It's okay. It's nothing she hasn't heard before. She'd probably say it herself. I'm pretty sure you swore in your last episode too, although you were quoting, which doesn't count, but to some people it does count. <laughs> to those some people, I don't care. Uh, and uh, I talk about, by the way, in Mason's episode about your chest hair. Uh huh. And that comes out tomorrow morning. So that's another I'm nice thing I say. Let me kind of see your take on my chest hair. You just have beautiful, fluffy chest hair that I don't know why you get it and I don't get it. It's soft and flowy. Yeah, it's bullcrap. It's because oh. I served a mission. <laughs> no, that's, that's not why. It. That's when I got it. I got it at month eight on my mission. Yeah, but you got to go to a cool place, so. Yeah, I, I don't blame you. It's like eating spicy food. You know, they'll say like, this will put 
hair on your chest. You went to a, a spicy place. Brayden went to Mozambique, Africa for two years. Yeah. And that I, I, I went to Mozambique with no chest hair, no facial hair, and came back with full chest hair and medium to full beard hair. Yeah, you went, you went on, onto your mission like six foot one, 165 pounds, no chest hair, came back six foot one, 250 pounds, full of chest hair. I wasn't 250. Flip the zero on the five. I was 205 pounds. And oh, what I would give to go back to 205 pounds, back down to 205 Hey, quit. You have like these nervous tics. You're moving your computer around. They can't see that. And those aren't my nervous tics. My nervous tics are other things. <laughs> you know what's funny? I'm realizing mom, mom has said, like she said that you are, uh, you didn't use common sense. She also says you have Tourette's, which you might, you probably do. I for sure do. But you don't realize it until she says it. Like she would say, I'm a bad kid and I'm probably going to hell. And that, I didn't realize until, until you're like, okay, well, now that she puts it that way, <laughs> I am a bad kid. You listen this and that. Are you covering? It sounds like you're covering your microphone. No, my, my computer is just on my blankie. Oh yeah. Do you remember we, we would read scriptures in the morning and at like four in the morning, I swear. I mean, we would read scriptures in the morning and you would lay on the table. <laughs> I would be asleep. I remember you guys paging paging in my room like a million times for to wake up to come read scriptures i remember thinking like that was the worst thing someone could do not come down for scriptures like that was the worst thing my brother could possibly do it was so bold that i wouldn't i wouldn't Sam, you have no excuse not to be down here there's nothing going on in the world <laughs> <laughs> i've just um, been an early bird my whole life yeah i've been not that I haven't been the early board bird or the scripture reader my entire life. Yeah, it's just not who you are. Well, I haven't even really gotten into the episode. We've just been kind of warming each other up here. Yeah. I thought about reasons why mom says you don't have common sense. And one of them was in our old house, we had this sandbox with a swing set in it. And the swings are, was right next to this brick wall of our garage. And one day Braden was on the swing going as high as he could and you know how when you're a kid you sometimes would jump out of the swing to see how far you could go and it was just super fun I would never dare do that today I actually tried it like I think over the summer and I almost freaking shattered my femur I don't know how we did that as kids oh my gosh I know well and you flung out of the swing (laughs) and smacked just like a cartoon would your body imprint into this brick wall (laughs) yeah my head my head hit that brick so hard and was instantly bleeding. Oh yeah, and heads bleed like crazy. I, I kept thinking of, you actually had to get stitches a lot. Yeah, I've had a lot of stitches in my life. Well, I thought of like, that. All from different things, all from different scenarios, different, different type of cuts, some from blunt force, some from sharp objects. Well, the other one was when Cameron Cap hit you in the back of the head with a hoe. Wow. And I remember that hoe was so mad that he did that to you. Dude, that could have been really bad. I, I could have just died. Like, uh, died. Uh, uh, and Cameron was strong and big <laughs> and tall. And so he had, his long arms, had a, there was a lot of momentum with that yeah. hoe. Came down, the sharp edge of a hoe came down. We were digging uh, in the sandbox to China. Mm-hmm. And we were probably half of the way there. And I, was, I jumped down to the bottom. And right as I jumped down to the bottom, our friend Cameron, Cap, 
had a hoe in his hand that he was going to just shovel out, you know, a big chunk of sand with. And so he swings that thing down right as I jump in and hits me right in the back of the head. A little kid <laughs> got hit in the back of the head with a hoe and, and I was bleeding everywhere. And that sand has so much of my DNA in it because that sandbox was where I got hit in the head with the hoe. It's where I hit the brick. I probably blew it all the time. I know. I can't, that sand trap was such a hazard. And he ran home. He felt so bad. He didn't tell his parents, but he felt so bad. He ran home crying. Yeah. And I loved, I loved saying that you got hit in the back of the head with a hoe because people aren't thinking of a gardening hoe. But you didn't start getting hit in the back of the head by hoes until high school. Yeah, I was going to say, I, which, which time is he talking about when I got hit in the head by a hoe? <laughs> Oh, and I kept thinking too, like, we're best friends now. At least you're my best friend. I know JT's your best friend. And so that really hurts, by the way, to have someone be my best friend, but I'm not in return. No, 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 no. He's he's been losing points with me lately and you've been gaining points for sure. (laughs) What a relief, because when I was writing this, I'm like, the hardest part about being in Arizona is being away from Brayden and my mom. Yeah, well, I've been trying to convince you. I'm the greatest convincer in the world. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a fantastic salesperson and I cannot get my own, my own brother, my own blood to move back home when he wants to move home. I can't get someone who wants to move home to move home. So it's more, frustrating. It's more frustrating for me than it is for you. Trust me. Hey, you just squiggled over your microphone. No, I'm, I, I did not. You did. I promise you'll hear in the audio. Squiggle. I squiggled over it. Yeah, you like put your finger over the microphone or something. Well, I don't know where the mic is on my computer. Well, why are you wiggling your computer around so much? Because it was it was down on my blanket and and you said that it was covering the mic, so I've been lifting it up and I can only hold my computer for so long. <laughs> um well I was thinking we weren't always best friends. Like as, when we were little kids, we weren't best friends. Yeah. It true. was you and Mason who would who were really good friends and would team up against me. And I think it, I think you guys didn't like me because I had kidney disease. For sure. And so you would use that against me. You can pick your nose. It's okay. They can't see it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Thank you. Oh, but for those listening, we would, we would be watching as brothers. And you've heard this a million times, Braden, but they haven't. We'd be watching Aladdin and Jafar would do something evil and wicked. And they both would turn their head at the same time and look back at me and be like, you would, you would be Jafar, Devin, if we were in Aladdin right now. You say this, and, and I think that you've just, you've created this story. You said it so many times. I think maybe one time, I think maybe one time we were watching uh, Lion King and maybe when Scar threw Mufasa off the cliff, was, I said, was, hey, that's you. But that was only because we had been climbing on the playground earlier that day and you and I was slipping and I said, brother, <laughs> Don't. help me. And you came and stabbed me with your nails and flung me off the, the, the playset. And so later I was like, oh, hey, Dev, that's kind of what you did to me earlier. <laughs> like, this is so unfair. It is, it's funny to see how you rationalize bullying your, your terminally ill brother. Well, it doesn't count as bullying if you're older than me. It only counts as bullying if someone is either smaller than you or younger than you. Actually, it has to be both. Because <laughs> I am smaller than you. <laughs> Yeah, it has to be smaller and younger. No, I actually could get on board with that. That would make, yeah, that'd make me feel a lot better. 
Yeah. But it was, it was literally the Lion King we were watching. And I think I was getting my feeding tube installed as we were watching it, <laughs> my nose tube. And as Scar claws onto Mufasa's hands and says, long live the king and throws him off to be stomped by wildebeest, you and Mason are like, that would be you, Devin. And I'm like, hey, sorry, I can't hear you guys. I'm getting a tube shoved up my nose. Can you tell me afterwards? <laughs> it's really, really sad if it were true. It is true. You guys also, we talked about this like last month. So the Yaros in our neighborhood were, were like really good friends with them. And they had their cousin would come stay with them over the summer. Her name was Kaylin, super cute girl. And both Mason and me had a crush on her. You probably did too, but you just liked Sydney so much. Yeah. So, and Mason needed to one up me because I could talk to Kaylin and he was too shy, but he was a lot handsomer than I am or was. And, <laughs> <laughs> and he would, uh, I, I used, when I was a kid, I used to throw these temper tantrums, like as just a little kid. And like really little, like we're talking like 18 years old <laughs> and, and younger. <laughs> Well, they filmed my temper tantrum once when my dad asked me to like do the dishes and they filmed it and they showed it to Kaylin after I begged him not to because I'd be so embarrassed. Why did you take Mason's side? You always kind of side with the bully. Um, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I sided with him. I don't know. That's really sad because now I would totally have you back. I would now I would just I would stomp on the camera and break the film. I know now you would. That's what's funny. Oh, and then and then after Mason, you moved to Colin. Colin was your best buddy. Colin's our youngest brother, by the way. And growing up, you guys were best buddies, and Colin would. I don't know if this was a rule that like mom and dad made up or just something I made up in my head, but it was like we had to sleep in our own rooms. Yeah, you made it up on your own. Well, because us for no reason. <laughs> because you and Colin are in your room. I hear you watching freaking every Disney movie ever made, laughing and giggling, and I know he's tickling your back. And I'm just hooked up to my dialysis machine, like, I want to be in there so bad. Oh, yeah, yeah, you wanted to be in there so bad. So so for you listeners, I would try and come into Devin's room as a kid, up until I was probably 16 or 17. As soon as I would take a first step in his room, uh, it was probably until I was 15 or 16. <laughs> he'd say get off my property right now and i said this isn't your property this is dad's house and he'd say get out of my room and i'd say and i'd say i'm not in your room and we had our doors were kind of like between the door and the wall there was like this it, it, there was like this divot and it was like a foot between the wall and the door into his room and he would say that even if i was outside of the door if i was within like the this little wall divot that i was on his property and so i had to be like two feet away from his door or else that counted as being on his property. He wouldn't let me in. And I would come in with Disney movies in my hand. So, yeah, right. You would come in with like Cheetos all over your fingers and wanted to touch a bunch of white stuff in my room. <laughs> yeah, you were always kind of cared about cleanliness. I, I, I never understood that, never will understand it. Don't get it. Doesn't make sense. I don't know why I was that way of like, get off my property. I don't even know how as a kid I knew that word what property meant because <laughs> dad was chasing off my best friends off the lot telling them to get off his property or anytime someone was fishing in the river yeah that's how i learned it well yeah you would uh call him <laughs> you guys came up with such 
clever ways to smuggle Colin into your room. You put a blanket over your shoulders that would go down to the ground like a wedding dress. I still remember it was that green blanket. It was like a queen size blanket. Uh huh. The green size kind of like smooth, soft blanket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see you walking across and Colin is clearly behind you under the blanket. So and I'm, like, so slowly. I'm trying to reach out to grab you, but I can't get you because my dialysis tube is hooked to the machine. And so I was like literally like an inch away from proving Colin was in, under that blanket. That is so funny. And I would like, I would sneak across and I would like make us both wear socks because we could just slide our feet because the, the floor was wood. And if we just had bare feet, we had sweaty little kid feet and it would just like, oh, yeah, you'd hear it to the wood. And so we'd have to wear socks to just slide our socks. If you're, if you were like closing your eyes so that we wouldn't wake you up. You even one time like walked by Colin was in the blanket, but you like bunched it up like Santa's toy toy sack is that the right way to say that um santa's sack yeah, yeah santa's sack is what i'm thinking of. and he's in that balled up and you're dragging it across the floor just like so nonchalantly like hey dad nothing to see here just smuggling a child into my room so i was always down to have a good time i was always down to hang always down to chill watch a movie i still am that way 99 out of 100 times if you ask me to chill i'm i'm down to chill I know. I don't think I've ever had you say no to hanging out. Um, do you remember I thought about, too, in elementary school, we kind of had a nasty habit of making kids cry at the bus stop. Eh, like, it just made us feel better and bigger. I think it was, like, if it, it meant if we were picking on someone else, they weren't picking on me. <laughs> and they were always older than me, so I was in the clear. When you're a little kid and you pick on another kid, it's not bullying. It's, it's just proving that you can stand up for yourself. And suddenly you're like a cool, brave, valiant person. And that's kind of what I got away with my whole life. I know I can, I'm going to get on board with that, but it still to this day hurts my feelings when you bully me and I'm older than you. And, (laughs) but yeah, there was in our old house as young kids, we would make this kid, Alex, I feel so bad about it. I've apologized. Sorry, Alex, if you're listening We were rude and didn't understand what was going on. You know what's funny? The two kids we would make cry at two different bus stops were both named Alex. Wow. Alex Redhair, we won't say their names so they don't get embarrassed. Uh, We would make him cry and he would run home, like miss the bus and his parents would have to take him to school because the two brothers made him cry. Just so you know, I was probably what, five years old? Oh yeah, and I was seven, so it's, I mean, we weren't trying very hard. We weren't even the, even the age of accountability at that point. Yeah, so we're in the clear. So we actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take back my apology to him. Yeah, you don't need to apologize. But then the other kid, Alex Brownhair, remember we would make him cry because we would say, Riley Yarrow, I don't care if we say her name, Riley Yarrow could throw a football better than he could. <laughs> and she's a girl. And he would run home crying. We'd be like, no, no, she can't. And we'd be like, okay, prove it. And they would both throw a football and Riley's would go like 100 feet further. <laughs> yeah. oh, and he would have to go home and his, his mom would have to drive him to school. Oh, that's terrible. I, uh, I, did, I did apologize to him in, at school, but I feel like I need to reach out again and tell him I'm sorry. You did not apologize. I, yes, I did. He was in my math class and I stole all his answers. <laughs> I have a notes 
in my phone saved with people that I need to apologize to. <laughs> I can't wait till you get to my name. <laughs> you apologize to me. It's, it's not that long, but there, there are maybe five or six people on it. That's good. You actually are. Brayden is really good at standing up for people now. Like I'll try to smack talk someone like every day and he'll say, no, they're, they're really actually a really nice person, Devin. Yeah, that's true. Drives me nuts. Because I just think that if you're nice, no one should be able to talk smack on you. If you're mean, I'll be like, yeah, that guy's really mean. Let's talk smack. I'm not trying to but smack. But if they're talk. weird, if they're weird and have their quirks, but, but then they're also nice to people, I'll be like, hey, they're nice. That's the number one most important thing. You're making it sound like I'm making fun of like the downtrodden and <laughs> I'm not. I would tease like, I would tease like superstars on the football team. Superstars. Which was you. I would tease you. <laughs> that was nice. To, to me, sometimes. Yeah. Do you remember me telling you, and I, it's from my own insecurities, I think I was in junior high and you were in elementary school saying like, you're going to need a bodyguard, dude. Yes, I do remember that. Because I had, I had a bodyguard in junior high, which is funny because no one's wanting to beat me up. Like no one ever did, but I, I loved the thought of having a protector. I Devante. still remember he was a big kid with curly hair. Devonte Oliver. Yeah. Huge kid, super nice to me. And I remember thinking like that was a real thing. Like, yeah, like, like, like half the people in junior high have a bodyguard and half don't. I'll just, I, I'll be the half that doesn't have a bodyguard. <laughs> and which is good because you were beating up kids. So you didn't need a bodyguard. I did beat up my first kid in junior high. And I specifically told you that I was going to do that. I said, I won't need the bodyguard. I will be the people people will need a bodyguard for. I know. And I was wrong about that. But then I was right about predicting you might turn out chubby. Yeah, you did always tell me that. Because <laughs> I was really strong, and you'd say, "Yeah, that's just gonna turn to soft, flubby fat," and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, Devin!" Like, no, it's not. I I work out twice a day. Like, it's my life. That's what I do. It's what I love. Like, that would never happen. You're so dumb for saying that. Five years later, couldn't be more right. You. Maybe I spoke it into existence. You did. You spoke a few things into existence in my life. <laughs> Like, what's another thing? Your Asian eyes? They slowly got more and more Asian. <laughs> Which, nothing against my Asian audience. Just my brother has these Chinese eyes. You know what's so funny? Like, as a kid, the biggest insult we could say is that you're adopted. <laughs> because you have, like, slightly different eyes than me, your brother. So I'd say, yeah, well, you're adopted. Yeah, you also made fun of, I had a, I have a mole, a, just a brown mole behind my ear, and you would say that it was poop. <laughs> a little fleck of poop behind my ear that I needed to wipe. And every year in elementary school, whenever we got new seating arrangements in class, I would be like, please bless there's not a cute girl behind me so she doesn't see the poop fleck behind my ear. Please bless there's not a cute girl sitting behind me so she, so she doesn't see the poop fleck. That is so funny because you never let me know you were insecure about it. You played it. Oh, off. I know. But I really, until I was like a grown adult when I was like, wait, why would that be embarrassing? I always like, that was partly why I wanted to grow my hair out long as a kid so that it would cover my poop fleck. So... <laughs> It's so funny how little kids fight. Like, I thought 
this will be great. I'll say Brayden has a piece of poo, a fleck of poo behind his ear. <laughs> it really worked. It really got to me. <laughs> Little kids fight so weirdly. So weirdly. I know. But it was like in high school that we became best friends. And it was kind of slowly because I had my friend group that I kind of slowly phased out of. Maybe because they got a lot more cool than I was. And I just kind of merged into your friend group. Now, I didn't, I didn't care to hang out with my friend group anymore. It was just more fun to hang out with you. Because you're funny. Yeah, that is weird. But I thought about uh, the story because I was a junior when you were a freshman. Was it junior year when we were having a murder mystery party at Brandon's house? And Brayden and his, his best friend, who's losing points, JT, and then, and then our other best friend, Nate, who's my age, snuck into this party. You tell the story from your point of view because it's really funny. So Devin's at a, at a murder mystery party where they're dressed up and they're being fancy and it's like a really serious thing, like a three, four hour event. And so we were like, oh, it'd be super funny if we dressed up like ninjas in all black and we just snuck into the party and spied on them. Because we had done this previously where we dressed up as ninjas when Devin was making out with a girl in a dark room and we would sneak <laughs> into the room and watch him for you know an hour or two just standing up beside the bed. Two hours on the bed, you're going to give people the wrong idea. <laughs> two, two, three, four hours, we just would be standing up in the pitch black, but we were in pitch black ninja outfits. So we're like, let's do this to the party. So we, we I don't remember, oh, we like snuck in through a window in the laundry room, like got in like the washer and dryer, snuck down, and we're just peeking at you through a door. And I remember thinking like, this is a win-win because if I don't get caught, it'll be super funny to tell him afterward. And if I do get caught, he'll be like, Oh my gosh, you guys, this is my hilarious brother dressed up like a ninja. Like, come sit down and eat cookies with us and help me find out who the murderer is. <laughs> but instead, I peek my face through the door. Devin sees me and his face goes red and he like immediately pretends like he didn't see me. And then someone else sees me and they're like, oh my gosh, who is that? And I'm like, it's me. No. And I come through and you then were- Devin's like, Get out of here, brother. I don't know who you are. This isn't my brother, you guys. Get out of here right now. I'm serious. I hate your guts. You are so <laughs> embarrassing. You are so embarrassing. This is a murder mystery party, and you cannot crash it. So funny to imagine me being embarrassed in front of other people. Like I literally remember the look on your face. I exaggerated that a little bit. You didn't say you hated me and that it wasn't your brother. But I remember <laughs> you looked at me and you said, what are you doing here? And I was like, that's the worst possible thing that you could have just said <laughs> because now I have to explain to you. Oh, well, I just, I just am spying on you in a ninja outfit. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, he had, he was in, he was in black like thermals that you would wear skiing and a ski mask. And you didn't just peek your head in. you guys jumped in and were like, I don't, I don't. wait, I didn't hear you. You dude, you're, you're like covering your mouth. We were trying to scare you and make you think that, like, your lives were on the line. Well, I remember Nate, I, I see and I'm like, is that freaking Nate Moulton with my younger brother? Like, he should be at this party. He was down to chill. Little did you know, we, we could have been the murderers. It could have been a part of the mystery. 
that you just weren't aware of and then you you kind of ruined the party then <laughs> that would have been a good twist but we weren't that clever but you said something earlier about sneaking in on me kissing a girl and that's actually one thing i thought of a funny story is you <laughs> in our in our house there's rock inside like the walls are rock and i was i was kissing this girl up in the tv room and brayden scaled the rock wall in our house, climbed it, army crawled into the room without me knowing and filmed me kissing this girl. For like 45 minutes. I had no idea. Filming you just behind the couch, just peeking my phone up above (laughs) the couch, filming you like doing selfie mode videos that I can like see, like it's like almost like a mirror. I'm holding it up and I can see you guys at all the juicy parts. I'm like trying not to giggle. Well, I think I saw at one point and I was like, oh, cool. I'll be able to look at this later. This will be fun. <laughs> and I did, I did watch it later and I was like, oh my gosh, that's what I look like. This is gross. Yeah, it was kind of gross. What are my hands doing? Like, this is so... We can't say what they were doing. Oh, <laughs> uh, and another, another memory that came to my mind when I was thinking of this is every night in high school before bed, you would come down to the kitchen, get the biggest cup out of the cupboard, and fill it all the way to the brim with apple juice. Do you know why? Yeah. <laughs> you, because in high school, there was this rumor that if you drank apple juice before you went to bed, you would have a wet dream. And that was your little loophole. Well, it, it was not just a rumor. It was pretty well proven you know it's funny i googled it in preparation for this yeah first thing that i when i'm typing into google like does apple juice make you have and it says wet dream question mark you say yes exclamation so, point no so it's like a top hit supposedly there's something in apple juice that does this helps you have nocturnal dreams to put it scientifically that's what they call it dude quit covering your microphone Am I covering it? Speak up louder. Hello. Yeah, I can hear you a little bit better. Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just holding my computer the same way. No, it said like it said like it's it's not proven, but there's something in here that could help you have like crazy dreams. <laughs> and and without fail, every night you would come 24 ounces <laughs> and pour it into the cup. I literally remember it being like levitating a little bit above the rim of the cup and you would just chug it more than i did i know i cannot believe you didn't wet the bed i almost wet the bed two nights ago just so you know you have a dream where you were peeing yeah i did and i woke up i was like i went to the bathroom happens happens to me too well so brayden and i uh were really really close we still are very very close and one of my favorite stories we had like the best upbringing i think because we were so lucky to be best friends because when our at curfew time when our friends would go home we got to go home together yeah i remember when when i was like 15 16 we started to realize that like we'd say goodbye to our friends and we'd shut the front door and we'd be like oh we're both still with each other want to <laughs> hang out yeah let's go watch a movie so fun it was so fun and you uh you i mean it was fun because we were so close and one day in the kitchen, all of our friends were together. We have this group of friends who are still friends since day. And I was explaining to Brayden 
how you get pink eye and it's by a piece of poo getting in your eye. And he goes, no, that can't be true because he's the most skeptical person on earth. It didn't make sense. <laughs> and it makes total sense. And he's not believing me. And I'm laying on the couch unsuspecting. Next thing I know, he has pulled his pants all the way down, plants his bare butt in my face <laughs> and goes, I guess we'll see if you do get pink eye. And sure enough, wake up with pink eye. Wow. Your science experiment. It was a science experiment with me. But to be fair, like I get pink eye just talking about pink eye. Like I should have used that as an actual science experiment in school. Because <laughs> people really come from poop in an eye. Yeah, it comes from poop in an eye and you did it to me. I mean, it makes sense now, but that is so funny that I was willing to do that knowing what you would do in return. I, I can't remember what you did, but I remember, I remember you tried to do something really evil to me. After I probably that. tried to kill you. I think you like punched me in the nuts as hard as you can. But <laughs> that would be a fair reaction to you putting your bum hole on my eyeball. That is so funny. Literally dingleberries in my cornea. <laughs> and like, it was like the next day you woke up with the reddest eye. <laughs> because that's how you get pink eye. Well, also, you don't have an immune system, so that wouldn't help. It doesn't help, but... You're, like, the best subject to do, like, health, social, health experiments on. Yeah, I just risk my, my health and well-being. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing that I thought of, because Brayden's kind of a, a slob. You are? I mean, do you disagree with me? Nope. <laughs> nope. Not perfect. No one's perfect. <laughs> that's true and but i i was driving your car for some reason and i dropped something under the seat and i'm feeling under the seat and i'm like oh my gosh the leather like this is such a cheap car the leather is cracking How, yeah, like i have flaky leather but under there a flaky leather i'm like did sun get on this and it's cracking the leather or something and all of a sudden i lift my hand up and in my hand is dried boogers <laughs> that that you would pick your nose and wipe your boogers under the seat. And I touched it. And it, it wasn't like the first time I realized, like I had been doing that for a while. I mean, like this leather sit chair sucks. That is so funny. And that, that is something that I have, not that exact event, but the temptation to wipe your booger under your car seat is like something that I have to fight the urge of every single day. And, well, and I can proudly say that to this day, I mean, I have a I have a couple of new cars that I've had in the last year or two, and I don't think I've wiped more than a cup, more than two or three boogers under there. <laughs> well, this wasn't the only like booger wiping experience because then I'm in the TV room watching a movie, snuggling with a girl, and I feel on we have so in our TV room we have this ostrich leather couch, which is terrible. It's the most. But it used to be blue denim. Yeah, it used to be. And that's blue probably denim. when this happened. No, because ostrich leather was probably too slippery for wipage. Well, no, it, the reason because you know it's a bumpy ostrich leather is oh, like yeah. bumpy, yeah. and I'm snuggling on the couch and I reach under the armrest, and I'm like, I'm feeling I'm like, oh, it's really bumpy under here. This must have been like the armpit of the ostrich. <laughs> Lift my hand up again, and it's your freaking boogers, <laughs> and I have to play it cool because I'm like watching a movie with a girl. I can't be like, you can't be like, Hey, I just, I have boogers all over my fingers. I'm going to go wash my hands. hands. 
Like you do not want these boogery fingers touching you later. You know, I have gotten, I have gotten so much better at hiding those because I mean, where, where do you, where do you put your boogers? For example, yeah, they have to go somewhere. Yeah. But I'll just roll it up enough till it gets dry and I'll flick it out the window. <laughs> okay. Well, that's, that's one thing you can do, but not everybody has time to stand up and go get toilet paper, but <laughs> I've gotten much, much better. I, you'd be hard pressed to, to find my wiped boogers nowadays. They're it's in very that, like, places. You, you have, you have improved in your hiding places of wiped boogers, not yeah. in that you don't pick your nose. Well, if nobody knows it's there, is it really even there? No. If nobody knows it's there, nobody will ever know it's there. Is it really there? Not until two years later when the older brother feels it in his hand. The older brother. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it would happen now. Um, I, <laughs> I was thinking too about how funny, like just as teenagers, we're so dumb. Like, so Brayden and I would skip school every day. Not, not the whole day, but like we would skip certain classes. And to us, it was more fun to go sit in our cold car in the parking lot than to just be a hundred feet in the school in class. Oh yeah. Like we would just sit in the car in, in December with blankets on blankets and just crack jokes. Like that was more fun than to be in school. Well, we always had like candy in our car from Will's pit stop, like little, little rock candies and gummies and stuff. Yeah, that was fun. But because of this, we had to go to truancy school. And truancy school was a way to make up your absences because Timfew had this corrupt system, and I'm not afraid to say that. If any administrator from Timfew is listening, you're corrupt. No, they don't do it anymore because they, they realized they were going to get sued. That's so, I'm so glad that it happened like $4,000 later and four yeah. years of my life wasted going to truancy school. For real. Well, we, so we had to go to truancy school to make up these absences and it was at like six in the morning. So way, way early. And I was the older brother who could drive. So I had to wake up even earlier because I would, we'd go pick up JT and then take him to truancy school with us. But one morning, and I'm not a morning person, I don't start talking till about 10 a.m. even to this day, which is kind of detrimental work-wise. Because everyone else that worked at like 8 a.m. You, it blows my mind. You're at the office at 8 a.m. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm working, getting things done by 10 a.m. I usually slow down around 10 a.m. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> but <laughs> one morning, I'm in the shower. And all of a sudden, my bathroom door slides open. And it's Brayden. And he gets undressed, pulls his underwear down, opens my shower door gets in the shower with me and it was like so synchronized we didn't say a word to each other we but never said hey what are you doing or is this okay is this weird <laughs> just can you pass not, not even can you pass the soap but just like hold my hand out and you give me the soap <laughs> oh yeah and and like i would get in the water and then soap while you were in the water it was so it was so beautifully choreographed that it almost like to this day i don't know if it actually happened or was just a dream a wet dream <laughs> <laughs> with my own brother. But that was just like an example of how close we are. And it's funny because like over the summer when I was up in Utah, if you were over at mom and dad's or we were watching a movie, we always sit by each other and are like snuggling and our wives 
They just kind of oh, accept it. Yeah. That's what I like. They accept it. It's because I'm so warm and you're so cold that we just balance each other out. <laughs> like cold hearted? <laughs> exactly. In every, in every way. <laughs> well, I thought of uh, some pet peeves because this is actually going to be one of my longest podcasts. I think it's been like almost an hour. Really? We've been talking. My longest to date is like 30 minutes about Mason. Uh, but I, I came up with some pet peeves, re- rethought of pet peeves of mine uh-huh. that you would do. And you know some of these, but because you still do it to this day. Anytime a song will come on the radio, Brayden will sing along to it, whether he knows the words or not. I almost never do know the words. You never know the words, but you will sing along as if you wrote and produced the song yourself. <laughs> Just so confident. And it would drive me nuts. Like, I don't know why that bugged me, but I'll say, stop. Yeah, don't sing if you don't know it. Like, well, I'm trying to learn. <laughs> and then another thing would be, remember when we would, we were coming home from school and I would be opening the garage and you would get out of the car before I pulled into the garage. Yeah, to make you like have to go through the hard part of like getting out of the garage by yourself. Yeah, like you wanted me to be alone. Um, it, like you just had to be 10 seconds ahead getting into the house. That made me so mad. I told you I'm not going to take you home from school if you get out of the car before me. But you just something that made me so mad is if I stayed in the car, you would start like pulling in the car before the garage was open. Like you would like, you would like the, the garage would be going up and you'd stick the nose of the car and it'd like be an inch away from the hood of your car and the windshield and the top of the car as you pulled in. And I think that's why I got out because that stressed me out too badly that I didn't want to deal with that anxiety of you hitting the garage. So I just got out. So it wasn't my problem. No, see, what's funny is I had to do that. So you couldn't get out because that's right. You had to go so quickly. I had to be quickly. So you wouldn't get out of the car before me. It drove me nuts. That's funny. And another thing, which is funny thinking about back on is anytime mom would go to the grocery store, we would all hide food from each other. Fruity Pebbles. The Fruity Pebbles and the Cinnamon Toast Crunch and the Pop-Tarts. Yeah. We would hide them on secret shelves in the house. Oh, on the freezer in the pantry, like behind boxes, because we didn't want our brothers to get the cereal because we'd be gone in, in one day. We're our brother's friends because it would just go, it would, it would disappear so quickly. It would go so fast. One of my favorite, uh, all-time favorite, even to this day, we still try to do it. We would do what's called friendship poops. So mm-hmm. if you guys haven't picked up by now, we're very close, even with our friends. And we will, if one of us has to go poo, the other will come into the bathroom with us. In my, in my bedroom growing up, the bathtub was right next to the toilet. And anytime one of us had to go to the bathroom, two friends would go get in the bathtub while the other person was pooping. So we could just not miss out on conversation. Yeah, so you wouldn't have to be alone. It could, you wouldn't have to waste time not laughing. <laughs> and those may have been some of our best conversations were the friendship poops. Oh yeah, because we'd be in there for like 45 minutes. Do you think that we were like a headache or mom and dad had to put the most parental attention on us? Um, I think they should have. <laughs> well, think about it. I think they needed to. Mason was the most obedient and like they didn't have to worry about him. He was just yeah. going to be good no matter what. Then Ethan and Colin, our younger brothers, 
they were the younger ones. So my parents kind of just stopped caring at that point what they that were going to do. There's no curfew for them, you know, just how it is with younger siblings. And then there's me and Brayden who got all of the attention because we weren't obedient <laughs> and liked to push the envelope envelope. Some people say that that way. Do you know? I don't say envelope. Nobody says envelope. No, nobody who I associate myself with. No, it's like people from New York say envelope. Envelope. Ugh. Old people, maybe. Yeah. East Coast people. But yeah, we pushed the envelope. And uh, I remember the freedom I felt when mom and dad would go out of town. Oh, yeah. And it was just us at home. Do you remember one Sunday, instead of going to church, which they said, you guys have to go to church. We went up to the mall and went and saw a movie on Sunday. Yeah, it was called African Cats by Disney. Yeah. It was African Cats. Like our rebellious move of breaking the Sabbath. <laughs> Who's to go see a Disney movie? It's a documentary on lions. <laughs> it was so good. I remember it was on Earth Day. It was on Earth Day that we saw it. And then I got married on Earth Day. And I, that was the first thing I thought of when Blake and I were deciding what date to get married. I was like, oh. April 22nd, because that's Earth Day, and that's when me and Devin first broke the Sabbath. That is so funny. Let me see if I can look, because uh, I, I guarantee you're right, but I want to see African oh, cats. By the way, the amount that you move your computer is... is well, our viewers, our listeners don't know, and you asked me to sit in one place for an hour. I've never done that in my life. <laughs> no, you... Uh, let's see if this will tell me when it came out. African Cats, 2011. So almost 10 years ago, and Braden still remembers when it came out. Come on. Release date, April 22nd, 2011. Boom! That's amazing. <laughs> but we felt so free. Like, it was, it was such a good feeling. And... I've never kept the Sabbath day holy ever since then. That's funny because I've never broken it since then. <laughs> That's not true. You went and got breakfast this morning. Oh, how did you know? You're always watching me and find my friends. <laughs> I am. And it's fast Sunday and Sunday. I didn't have any food in my house and my son wanted to bond with me and eat pancakes. So what am I going to say? No, I need to, I need to not bond with my son on the hey. Sabbath. You don't have to explain it to me. I would have been there with you. But when you make outlandish comments, like I've never broken the Sabbath since then. Uh, I'm just putting on an image. That's true. You need to do that. Say what? Nothing. And do you know, this is one of my favorite things that I learned afterwards. now that we're both grown up and married is Brayden would shoo girls away from me. Like, message them privately and say, don't you dare talk to my brother. <laughs> I really would. I was protecting you because I would be like, oh, I know this girl. I know the types of things she does. And I know the types of things my brother would do if <laughs> given the opportunity. Give so them I would message them on Facebook. There's, there were a couple girls. I won't name them specifically, <laughs> but they would probably know who they were. I messaged them on Facebook and threatened them like with physical harm <laughs> like i was like what maybe 14 yeah, and, I would, a teenager. and i would message them and say like i will hurt you if you hang out with my brother again if you come to my house 
yeah, if you come to my house, you will have to deal with me and I will cause a scene and it will be bad for everybody. So don't you ever talk to my brother again and don't come to my house again. <laughs> you hindered my progression greatly. Wow. No, I am one of the reasons that you might make it to heaven. <laughs> I loved the other day when, when Nate texted and said, burn in hell, Devin. <laughs> you said, hey, that's not funny, Nate, because he actually might. <laughs> <laughs> that was clever. Oh, uh, but yeah, that's so funny. You would literally shoo girls away. And they never told me like, hey, your little brother's threatening me. It wasn't until years, years later that you said that you told me. Yeah, no, I, I can think of two girls specifically and they stopped, you, they stopped hanging out with you after I messaged them. Dang, I thought it was because I was ugly. <laughs> yeah, it probably hurt your confidence, but. Yeah, but they probably weren't that cute anyway. Doesn't matter. We're both happily married right now. Yeah, one of them, one of them was, one of them wasn't. One was though, cute. Nice. Thank you for ruining that. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, well, that's pretty much all I've came up with. Is there anything else you want to say? Maybe privately. You scared me when you said that, that our nanas will be listening to this. Then I was like, oh, I better cut back a little. Oh, I should have said that at the end then. Yeah. I don't think they... Say what? Then you could have just bleeped out all the bad, all the bad things I said. That was one of the hardest parts in like coming up with ideas to talk about and stories to talk about yeah. or like the appropriate ones because there's so many more funny ones that are not appropriate. And this is why it took me so freaking long to come up with this because I had to like tamp it down. <laughs> yeah. Tamp. You had to tamp it. Tamp it down. I Look it up tamp, in the dictionary. Tamp it down. Tampa, Florida. It down. How, what is dampen, it? Dampen maybe is what you were trying to say. Uh, let's look on the. Let's look on the dictionary. Let's just use it. Go to the Urban Dictionary. They they have more. Uh, <laughs> they have more words. Tamp you little sob to drive in or down by succession by light or medium blows. To uh, less to reduce. So really? I did use it correctly. You bastard. Wow, I am so sorry. And I will never read a book again or, or pretend like I do. <laughs> oh, I can tell how anxious you are because now you're moving around. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm not anxious. I'm just, my legs need to move. The other day, Gracie, I didn't have my phone on me and I was just downstairs. And I like kept getting up and touching everything. And she's like, you need something to do today. And I'm like, ooh, I don't like that you're saying that. She's yeah. Like, now you're going to give me something to do. Clean the floors. No, I had to do jump ropes. Oh, well, that like, seems like punishment. It was. I had to get all my, you know, like, like that's that needs to be done. Like, hey, like someone needs to get the jumping checks done today. Yeah, you need to get your sillies out. Someone needs to get the jump rope done today. Like there, there's like a hundred reps that need to be done, and I don't have time to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I had to do it. She did it too, though. But yeah, I believe it. Okay, well, I had a lot of fun making this with you. Okay, me too, man. You think maybe we could start it and we just do this every week and we have our own show? You know, Joe Rogan makes $30 million a year from his podcast. Yes. And I know that there are also 30 million other people like him trying to do it. And I am not trying to discourage you right now. So you're right. Let's that's, do it. That's something I wanted to talk about. The skeptic. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Let's, let's do it. You're going to do it. I, you already made... You already made $2 off this because I've admitted you a dollar and JT Venmo'd you a dollar for your work. 
So just keep it up. I know I am 29999998 dollars away from Joe Rogan level. Wow. Well, you know how they you know what they say, what's the what's the best way to eat an elephant? Uh, to open your mouth, trunk first, one bite at a time. Oh. Where did I hear that recently? Maybe it was you. So crazy we both equally have the same amount of beard. I know. It just makes me feel like I'm looking in a mirror right now. And, <laughs> and teeth, same perfectness of teeth. Fakeness, I should say. Oh, okay. I got I to gotta let you go before you say something rude about me. Okay. Thanks for joining me. Join me next week and we're going to be talking about Ethan. Do you think my episode with Ethan will be better? No. No, I don't. I honestly don't. I, I doubt it too. It'll still be good, but not as good as this. Well, good luck. Hey, thank you. Peace out. See you in Mexico. Bye. See ya.